If Jesus is our example, and he is, Christian means Christ-like one. I shared earlier 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in the earth. Scriptures say that Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren, right? John chapter 1, he's talking uh, to Nathaniel. Jesus said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said this, he said to him, most assuredly I say to you, hereafter you'll see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So what did Jesus say in in a nutshell? He said, I am a gate from heaven. I'm a gate that's open now, and you'll see angels ascending and descending. I heard uh, different people speak about it, and they said, that might be why we don't hear much out of Nathaniel anymore, because his eyes were open. He became a seer, and he could see angels ascending and descending on Jesus all the time. Okay. Um, Mark, come on up, man. You guys know Mark Snyder. We're going to just share a little this morning because what the Lord has been really, when I said the Lord woke me up, yeah, it's right there on the front row. Or we could sit real close. You could talk into mine. (laughs) Um, I said the Lord woke me up and started speaking to my heart because I was, I've been inter- just praying and asking the Lord. I said, Lord, how is it in the day that we live, the, the information that we have? I mean, in my, I've got my Bible right here. I've got my Bible on here. It's with me all the time. I can actually even look out on my watch. I don't. It's too little. Uh, we have it with us, all of the technology, and not just Bibles, but we have v- libraries you understand? On my iPad, I have a whole library of books. Tells me the Hebrew, the Greek, and all that. I can look it all up, but it's all right here. And I said, Lord, how is it in this day with all the information that we have and the ways that we have the scriptures that we're still so divided? How are we so divided when we should see? And he said, this is what I feel like he said to me. He said, because what we've done is we've heaped knowledge to ourselves but we're not walking in revelation because only his spirit can give revelation. Okay, sure, jump right in. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm not disagreeing with what Todd said about Christ being our example. Does everybody hear what I just said? (laughs) But he's much more than that. Yeah. Because if you just see, and please listen to me, please. If you just see him as your example, you are going to fail. Good luck. Right. In other words, he's my example. I've got to live like him. No, 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 no. He's not your example. He is your life now. Yeah, that's good. And I'm not that's saying, good. I've given him my life. He's literally in me through me now. Come on. I've had two dreams throughout my life. You do realize that Solomon received wisdom from Yahweh in a dream. So dreams are not just messages from God. They're encounters with the living God. Everybody get that? Yeah. It's all throughout Scripture. Yet my kids were sitting in a, well, people will say, well, God doesn't speak that way anymore. Where are, they, where are we getting that stuff from? Come I've on. had two dreams where Yeshua showed up to me. Both of them, one of them, he walked inside of me. And me and him were one. The other one, I got baptized by my buddy Jesse, who's here, actually, in my dream. He's sitting right back there. He was preaching, and I was in a, congregation full of people, and I stood up and started yelling in agreement, and he said, you want to get baptized, don't you, in a dream, and I ran up, he baptized me, guys, when I came out of the water, I was Jesus out of the water, he's not your example, he is your life, yeah, it's good, Colossians 3, listen to this, it says, for you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life. Yeah. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I. That word for I is ego. By the way, everything I'm telling you, your intellect can't get it. 
Your analytical mind that's been pre-programmed can't get it. And I'm just going to say this too because I felt like I was supposed to say this this morning. And there's a lot I could say and I I get caught up in tangents with it. But I'm going to say this. Our minds are simply programmed by what gets put in it. It's not even the real you. There's a part of you that can be aware of your thoughts. Did you know that? Think about that. It'll mess with you. And if you're, I've been around people that are terrified right now. They won't shake my hand. They won't come near, I'm talking family. And I can feel the fear on them. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to media a lot, the media is programming your mind and you're going to live in fear. Yeah. And I could probably get in trouble for what I'm about to say, but don't, who's telling you that the media is telling you the truth? Well, Mark, where are we supposed to get our news from? Do you believe that God is actually real? Come on. Do you believe that he actually cares? Guys, as, as soon as stuff started happening, in here was going nuts, and I knew something's yeah. off. Yeah. And I was, uh, through work, they were showing us numbers, and this fear was coming off the numbers. And all the information we get is from media, and we have no idea what the agenda of media actually is. Mark, are you saying that the media lies sometimes? <laughs> yes, I am telling you that. I'm telling you that. I could tell you a lot more. I've researched a lot. Guys, when this whole thing started, Yahweh himself took me on a journey to discover truth. The Spirit of God leads you into all truth. Yeah. Okay, not just religious truth. Come on. And I told Jess, we're not going to live by the media. Right. And then the Lord gave me a statement, nothing is as it seems. Telling you guys, man. And I'm not saying you're wrong. So should we not be concerned? Don't he... And that's another thing we do. We live out of the knowledge of good and evil, and so we judge everything that's said, but in a weird way. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there's not a virus. I'm not saying that this stuff's not real. What I'm saying is fear's not going to help you if you get it anyway. Did you know that fear destroys your immune system? Yeah. Literally? Did you know your thoughts affect your immune system in your body? Did you know your thoughts release chemicals in your body that can make you healthy? Did you know that at least 85% of diseases are caused by our emotions in our mind? And the rest of it's caused by what we're fed, <laughs> literally food. <laughs> so don't assume that, no, I, I need to stop. I no. Think. I really do feel like I might need to Don't assume the media cares about your health. Yeah, we could clap for that because that is yeah. true. <laughs> well, Mark, what news outlet should I watch? Don't ask me that because you don't want to know the answer. I'll just go off forever about that. <laughs> and I'll tell you, well... The good news of the kingdom. Yeah. And it's not this idea that we ignore all the issues and this religious idea that Jesus is the answer, but it's all religious and there's no power in it. The person of Yeshua, though, his energy and his substance is really the answer. And the Lord told me, because, I, guys, I'll be honest with you, I started getting angry. Like, yeah. Jess and I have close family that are, that are bound in fear right now. Okay, so and I have friends that are bound in fear right now. I, I have people that, well, I don't even remember what I was saying, what I was going to say. I probably wasn't supposed to say it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember now. That's weird. Well, what, one of the things that I want to jump in and say is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we, you know, I, I remember growing up hearing this all the time. Verse 9, eyes not seen nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And they stop right there. Eyes not seen, ears not heard, neither entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But one day in the sweet by and by, we'll all know. The, the traditional background I came out of, that's kind of how it's presented. But if you read the very next verse, it says this, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. And that's why I said earlier, the Lord's been showing to me, we can search scriptures to establish our point and not allow our minds to be changed by the truth that we see. I mean, even what Mark said when he came up here. About Christ not being our example, he's, our, he's who we are. We're born into him. We're one with him. 
So we're not trying to mimic him. That doesn't offend me. And I go, oh, that's a rebuke to you. No, that's a, a better way of articulating and saying the reality that we refuse to live in. But he said this, I, God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. He goes, verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So where are we supposed to be getting our information about who we are and what our, our world is supposed to look like? From his truth, his scriptures, it, it, from the scriptures, from, from uh, prophetic words he gives, dreams that he gives because he's still speaking. He's the same. Yeah. He's still speaking. And Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4 says this. He says, while we, don't, we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. So what is the world telling us we have to do today? Look at everything that's seen. Look at what's seen about viruses. Look at what's seen about uh, racial tension and, and everything like that. Look at what's seen. Look at what's going on. Set your attention on that. What's that doing? It's changing. Every day it's changing. The information they're, they're feeding you is changing every day. It's Here's what I know. Two people personally, I know two people personally who, I don't know them, that's not a true statement. I know two stories personally that I didn't read from media, I didn't get off of Facebook. I think one came from, didn't you say you know someone who got in line to get tested, didn't get tested and left? I know someone here locally who got in line to get tested, I don't know them, I'm sorry. A pastor friend of mine knows them personally. I might even be a family member got in line to get tested. The line was so long, they said, no, we're leaving. A week or two weeks later, they received a letter saying, you're positive for COVID-19. They never got a test. That's two I know of from personal relationship. I'm not talking about Facebook, what people said. I'm not talking about fake news. I'm talking about through relationship. I've said all along, what we've got to do, the way we're going to change this world is setting our gaze on him, looking like his kingdom on the earth, looking like Jesus, whom we are, on the earth and doing it relationally with the people that we know. Not by what you put on blast, not by what you, it's by what you live relationally with the people around you. It's going to change our culture and it's going to happen little by little by little. That's what Jesus modeled. Yeah. And, uh, what I was th- going to say, I rem- was reminded, is the anger of man, James says, does not bring in the righteousness of God. So this demonic thing called racism, yeah. I can feel anger boiling in me now about that. I have a niece. that has a different color skin than me. And I watch my kids interact with her like there's no difference because there isn't. And now they've got to try to process what's going on. It's demonic. Yep. And don't think that these deceptive spirits that are causing these issues don't try to work both sides. Yeah. Okay? But my anger will not bring in the righteousness of Yahweh. Yeah. And guys, I'll be honest with you, through this whole thing, I've had to have anger that's in me I didn't know come out. Yeah. And it, 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 it was not pretty at all. By the way, that's why I, I'm going to say about Todd, I honor Todd because Todd, I, I have, either he rejects me or not, but I, I'm just very open with him. Things I've said to him I would not say from here, and I say a lot. And he's, lo- he's loved me in the midst of it. And he didn't judge me according to my flesh. He still always saw what was in me. I'd be manifesting the flesh, saying things. Guys, <laughs> I don't know how real to get. <laughs> when I get real, real, words will come out that are not appropriate. Let's put it that way. And I've done it with him. Pastor Todd. I don't call him Pastor Todd. Because that's the label we put on people that keeps him bound. Yeah. He's the son of God. Come on. 
And he just loved me through it. He'd be like, man, you have a lot in you. God is doing so much in you. Did you hear what I just said? And he wouldn't partner what was manifesting out of me. He'd call out the truth. That's love. That's love. That'll change you. The anger of man will not bring about the righteousness of God. Why are, why are we talking about this? Why are we so passionate about it? Here's why. Because Paul says, now I say this and testify in the Lord. This is Ephesians 4. You don't have to turn there. That you must no longer walk as the heathens do in the futility of their minds. Yeah. They are darkened in their understanding. Listen to this. Alienated from the life, the life of, of God. God. Why are they alienated from the life of God? It's simply through the way they think. Yeah. So when we get caught up in lies and deception, we think we're separated from God. We think these thoughts that aren't true, and the life of God doesn't flow within us. So then we'll come together and talk about it, and, and if we were to be honest, where is that in me? Where's the joy and the peace that the Bible talks about? Well, times are going to be hard, brother. That has nothing to do with joy if it's within me. Come on. That's right. Right? All the answers are within me. The Christ within me. Yeah. That's the, Christ wants to come back through us. Did you know that? Yeah. You know Christ in you is the hope of glory? glory. Yeah. Colossians 1.27? Yeah. That's literal. Yeah. Christ is literally in me. That's crazy. And the only thing that separates me from that reality is my thinking. That's been pre-programmed into me through religion, through school, and through media, or TV, television, programming. It's even called that. Think about that. You should see. Go ahead. I don't know if I'm going off on tangents that don't matter. No, go but ahead. Disney now. My kids don't really watch Disney because a lot of these Disney shows make the dads look like morons. Sorry if you watch. I'm not against Disney. I'm just saying. A lot of these shows I've noticed, man, they're making the dad look like an absolute moron. Yeah. And the kids are the ones that know everything. They're programming us. And by the way, here's what's real scary. If you want me to really be honest with you, in a good way, scary. You can't renew your mind. You could read scripture all day, all night, and your mind never get renewed. Mark, how can you say that? Because the very people that memorized it killed God in flesh. You search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life. But these are they that point to me, but you won't receive me so that you can have life. The Holy Spirit is who renews our mind. Yeah. Does he use scripture? Absolutely. But if we just put this in an intellectual box, eating out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we'll just judge everybody and we'll never walk in love and be deceived. Yeah. And you don't think that spirits that are of a religious nature try to dominate local assembly of believers because they see what's in you. Guys, you are the light of the world. Jesus said you are. Yeah. <laughs> before, he said it to people before they were born from above. Have you thought of that? The only person born from above in the, in the Gospels, the only person you should relate to in the Gospels is Yeshua. Yeah. Because he's the only one in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that was born from above. The Scriptures say, if you believe... You are born from another dimension. You are a brand new being. You're yeah. a brand new species. Something that's never been before. Whether you're six years old, whether you're 60 years old, it's not about, I said a prayer so I can go to heaven. That's why we get caught up in, can I lose it? If we taught born again what it really means, brand new nature, that whole debate would probably go away because <laughs> I'm, I'm a brand new being and I had nothing to do with it. And by the way, here's another thing, and I'm, I'll, I'll shut my mic off after this so you can actually talk. You take churches that um, hold to somewhat of a Bible, even though it's their own interpretation, we're all going to do that. Jesus even said, how do you see it? How do you see the scriptures? Not what do they say, how do you see it? Where do you truly see transformation in churches in the West? It's when somebody truly becomes born from above. Why? Because they realize there's nothing I can do to be born from above. Right? Yeah. He was transformed right away. Yeah. Surrendered, believed, came born from above, nothing he could do. Then what happens is we get involved in a church, and, and, and this is what's taught, subconsciously or literally. you got to get involved in this class now. Now hear, hear what I'm saying. you got to serve if you want to grow. you got to do this. you got to do that. And all that stuff comes out of growing. 
But you walk in him as you received him, is what Paul says. Yeah. Paul kept saying, Paul, Come Paul, on. help me, I'm caught up in sin, you're dead to it. That's all he kept saying. <laughs> and then out of that place, things manifest of him. Transformation comes from Yahweh. You cannot transform yourself. Let go of that idea that you have to hold on. Because as you're holding on, you're letting go of him. He's holding you. The whole time, he's holding you. Let me change you. Open your heart. That's why when I, when I manifested and my heart's open, God's in it because I'm finally open. That's my the heart's lie. finally open. That's the lie we've believed. When we start drawing nigh to him and we manifest, we, that's why Paul wrote in Romans 8, there's no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Because he knows what the enemy's going to do is bring condemnation when we manifest. But really, that's the love of God because we're so close to him. What doesn't look like our true nature starts manifesting, saying this has to come out. And what we've done to ourselves is gone into condemnation and go, oh, this is my problem. This is who I am. And we start identifying what's manifesting, and he manifests it so we can release it. Did that make sense? So when we're with him and these things manifest, what love says is, no, that's not who you are. That's what you did, but that's not who you are. Who you are is my son. So that's got to get out of the way so who you are can really shine through. But we've bought that lie through religion, through whatever. We've bought that lie that, no, when I manifest, that's how bad I am instead of that's me getting free. Yeah, and it's offensive. No, no, no. You can't say that. You're giving people a license to sin. No, I'm giving people a license to get free. They've been sinning this whole time. And the more you set your attention on that sin, guess what you're going to do? What you behold, Corinthians 3, what you behold, you become. As we behold him, we're transformed from glory to glory. And if we're not looking at him, we're looking at something. That's what Mark was saying. If you're looking at the news all the time, you're being transformed. And it's the spirit involved. Because he said we don't get transformed without the Spirit, right? Same thing. What you're watching, if you're watching media all the time and the reports they're giving all the time, then you're being transformed. Why? Because that's what you're beholding. That's what you've given your intention to, your attention and intent to. This is what you're leaning into, and that's what's going to start shaping who you are. When he was saying that, the Lord took me to uh, Acts 17. This is one the Lord's really been stirring in my heart. This is Paul talking to the smart people in Athens. And he said, I noticed that, you know, you're religious people. He said, because you've got uh, an altar to the unknown God. They didn't want to miss one. They had an altar to an unknown God. And he said, therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him I proclaim. And this is a new King James. Listen to this. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. God doesn't dwell in this building. He dwells in this building. And when we gather in this building, he will manifest, John 14, which means to visibly show. He will manifest himself. In ways that are beyond understanding, comprehension, ex- expression. He does through us. But he said he's not made in a temple made with hands, nor is he worshipped with man's hands as though uh, he needed anything since he, he gives to all life, breath, and all things. So it all comes from him. But listen to this. Verse 26, when Mark was talking earlier about his niece. And he made all, he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. From one blood. From one blood he made all men. So what's the enemy trying to do? He's trying to separate us by social status, by color of our skin. And when we give to those things, we set our attention on those things, we're pulling away from our original intent. He said, I've come that you might be one as I am one with the Father. John 17, that's what he said.
John 17. I'm going to read it. Uh, I don't pray for these alone, verse 20. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their, through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one as we are one. He said, I'm in you, you're in me, and they're in me. It's what he said. But that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they may also be one in us. That's the heart of the Father. When we look at Ephesians 4, and we talk about the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, if you read there, it says, until we but grow up to be mature sons. And what we've done in, in local assemblies is we've hung our hats on titles. And what we're called to be is sons. Because that's what we're born into. Now these gifts, they manifest in different ways. They bring order and structure. I'm not against that. But our identity is in Him. And in, in oneness in Him. And as we live from that place, and only the Holy Spirit can reveal that to you. Because it's not something you're going to get through intellectual pursuit. It's through encountering His Spirit. And you manifesting. Go ahead. Yeah, just revelation. I just really... I feel like I'm... The Lord's allowing me to feel the pain of people that have been... Just all the division looked at differently. <clears throat> and it's kind of overwhelming me right now. <sighs> Which when you, when you feel those things, it's the Lord's heart too is what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. It says here that, that only the Lamb was worthy to take the scroll. And listen to this. They sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. <laughs> what did he ransom us from? Our old nature. He ransomed you from the you that was never supposed to be. He ransomed you from ego, the false I. Yeah. That's the hell that we've been ransomed from, a lot of it, is our mindsets, our living for ourselves. My buddy Jesse works at a, uh, he's here, he's the one that baptized me in my dream, and literally baptized me in the Jordan River in Israel, which was very interesting. But um, he works at a place called TTI, and it's a church planning thing, and they're seeing witch doctors, witches, say that this man is coming to them in their dreams, telling <laughs> them he's Jesus. They wake up born from above, and these people are not afraid to die now. They lay down their life instantly. Because they've been ransomed from that old way of thinking. They've been ransomed from the old life. They've encountered the person, though. Not just a message about the person. The more my spiritual understanding is growing, the more I'm realizing the gospel is actually a message about encountering the person. Not just understanding that he died for me. Which isn't even what it says. It says you died with him. Yeah. So that's the truth. That's why we do baptism, <laughs> is to get a picture to Gauge your faith. When we baptize people in water, I believe there should be a, something supernatural should be happening after, yeah. during those baptisms. Same thing with communion. It's a picture for your heart to grab onto because spiritual language has to do with pictures and stuff. That's what the Hebrew language is all about. Yeah. Not the linear, analytical, line-by-line -line stuff. And... These people are instantly ready to lay down their life because they realize it's not mine any. I don't even have I'm in him. I won't ever die. I'm alive forever now. Yeah. And I found something that's better than anything else. <laughs> and no one has to teach them that. What they have to teach them is some scripture, but they don't have to teach them, hey, now you need to, you need to lose your life. No. They're glad to go after that. 
There's people in China that are having visions of going to Iraq to bring the gospel, and they know they're going to die, and they're, they're joyfully crying because they've been found worthy to die for him. Guys, the fear of death, Jesus, was, it says he delivered us from it. Yeah. Man, when this thing started, I saw it in me get confronted. Oh, yeah. Can we be real? The fear of death that we can say we're free from? And then when the, when the media tells us something deadly's out there, what happens? Uh, so he ran to be forgot from every tribe, in every language, in every people group, in every nation. You have made us, he has made us a kingdom and priests to our God. Yeah. And they shall reign on the earth. St. Corinthians 4. Verse 7 says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Listen to this. We can get caught up on those things. Listen to this. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. In case you missed it, he said this, for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. In case we missed it. He's saying, these things manifest in us so that we can manifest him in our mortal flesh. Paul said, I went through all this. I have this treasure. What's the treasure? Is it the trial, the persecution? Is it the the manifestation of the flesh? No. The treasure in this earthen vessel is that, is that Jesus' life, my life in Jesus, is manifest in this mortal flesh. It's manifest in this mortal flesh. Not one day, but right here, right now. Why? Because I'm living from a different place. I'm living born from above. Out of a new nature. So those things that Paul wrote about to forsake the, the, the things of the flesh. He said this, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right. He didn't say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. He said, no, walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And here's what that lust looks like. In case you're confused about it. He said, but if you walk in the spirit, those things won't happen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, let's see. I think I have one more. Then I can. What you got? Let me. Uh, Paul said, this is familiar, you know, uh, he said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians 10, are not carnal, but mighty in God, pulling down strongholds, casting down imagination, arguments, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, we have to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and be ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You drop down, uh, verse 12, and this is what I see so much. And this is kind of what stirred up in me uh, when the Lord woke me up with these scriptures, started giving me these scriptures. Verse 12 of 2 Corinthians 10 says, For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. So what is he saying? He said, if you're measuring yourself by someone else, you're not wise. If you're comparing yourself with their walk, you're not wise. It's a stumbling block. He said, verse 17, but he who glories, let him glory in the Lord, for, he, for, not, in he, for, for not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. 
So he said, don't get caught up in measuring yourself against one another. That's another thing the enemy tries to do is measure one body against another body or one person against another person. When what we're supposed to do is, is press into him and understand what it is to be born from above to me and what that looks like from me. Because the, the manifested glory of God is multifaceted. It literally means like a diamond. When you look at it, you see a different color. You see a different cut. The, the cut brings different colors. It shows the brilliance and the clarity of the diamond. The same thing as we reflect him through us and what we look like as, as, as being one with him, it, show, it manifests the glory of God in the earth. So Mark and I are both sons of God, but how we manifest him looks a little bit differently. And what that does is it brings the glory to him. So what the enemy wants to do is bring division here so that we won't magnify him and bring glory to him so that the world won't know. Because that's what John 17 said. He said, when his glory manifests, the world will know because they'll know we're one. There's so much fighting for our attention, so much vying for how we're going to live out of our heart. And we have an amazing opportunity right now in the midst of everything that's going on to manifest. He said that that's what we're called to do is to manifest him in our mortal flesh. Why? Because we're one with him. Jesus didn't walk around and say, man, I got to be like my father. I got to be like my father. He said, me and the father are one. I'm going to do what I see my father doing. And here's what he's been showing me. And I will close unless you've got something else. If you do, I want to hear it. But he said, when you're in love with me and you understand your position in me, obedience is what comes out of your heart. It's not what you do to be approved. It, it comes out of your heart because of your love and your devotion. And what I've seen, the closer I get to him, I don't just, I, want, uh, I don't want to delay obedience. And I'm not obeying so that I can be rewarded. I'm doing it out of love because I love him. And when I walk in obedience, the reward comes just out of being obedient. And the clarity of what he's saying and, um, becomes more and more apparent to me. And I don't know if that made any sense at all. What I mean is this. The closer I walk with him and I understand my identity and live from that place, obedience is what comes out of me because that's what Jesus said. I only do what I see my father doing. That oneness he walked in with the father is what he manifested on the earth. That's why he didn't struggle. I saw it with someone the other day and I said, I'm amazed at how when we're in ministry, we feel like there's this struggle. Even if it's be casting a devil out of somebody or something like that, I don't see it in the life of Jesus. Because he was manifesting that oneness with the Father, and he said, everything that's made, he's got authority over it all. So he walked from that place. He didn't try to stir it up or, or drum it up. He just lived there. And I'd be straight. I'm not there in my understanding. But that only comes through spending time in revelation and understanding from the Holy Spirit. Again, these things aren't, the natural man cannot receive it. Neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. Yeah, and I know it's late, but just one more thing. It's interesting when you said, I got to be like him, I got to be like him. I wonder where that started, that thought. I got to be like him, I got to be like him. If you eat of this tree, you will be like yep, God. That's so good. And what Eve should have came out of Eve is, hey, I'm already like him. Yeah. Literally. And God's not afraid when he put that in there. They are made in, they, Adam and Eve, took out of the fullness of Adam and brought Eve out. Eve was in the fullness of Yahweh too. That's good. As a female, she wasn't less than Adam. So good. Okay? Surrender all your rights and serve under, and you can't have a voice and you can't teach because of, again, an intellectual understanding of this. Right. Right away we should say, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense, that teaching. Paul, what is... Holy Spirit, what are you actually saying there? And then you actually dig deep and you'll realize that's not at all what he's actually saying. Then Jesus, if you're the son of God, do to prove it. See the temptation? Yeah. The temptation in your understanding is that you're not already like him because you live with you and you see what manifests out of you. Mark, that doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't. That's why we got to get out of here. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. You're already like him. You're, you're a brand new creation in him. 
You are one with him. You are risen as him. As he is, so are you now in the earth. You are, those who are joined to the Lord are one spirit with him. The Lord, yeah. Okay? There's a part of you that is one with him. You have a divine nature. That's why I love when Brianna um, changed the words up here. Because we need more songs that teach who we already are. And one week she got up here and said, um, man, I, I can feel the Holy Spirit right now. Um, remembering what she did. That's how powerful it was. She said, I, we are the glory of God. Yeah. And you could feel oh, yeah. there were some spirits in the room that they, they don't like that. And Todd got up and showed, according to this, that that is actually true. The whole earth is full of the glory of God. It's in us. Yeah. And creation, all of creation, really. So the temptation to strive to be like takes us out of the rest that we already are like him. And your intellectual mind will start to play itself out like a toddler and try to fight for your attention. But as you just rest in who you are, that falls out and all of a sudden living waters come out. And all, you don't try. Something fundamentally changes in you by him. All of a sudden, something that used to drive you nuts, you're not angry about it anymore. And you're not trying not to be angry. Come on. Anybody in here struggle with anger that would want to admit it? I'll admit it. When you focus on, don't struggle with anger. Good luck. <laughs> Can't be angry. That made me so, you get more angry getting angry up here <laughs> more songs about who we are in him and who he really is by the way i believe that scripture is like picture a trampoline bouncing you into the actual encounter so revelation that you knock at a door i want to i want to i want to know what that door is in my heart and open it to you lord not oh i understand that now that's great no 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 no, no. i want to go there I want to experience that door. and have you. It's a literal thing in the spirit. Man, if Ezekiel had this encounter, he saw these beings, Lord, I want to go up there and see it. I want to see what's yeah, within me. And it's all within us. That's what's crazy. Yeah, the kingdom's within. And when he begins to renew your mind, the pulls of the flesh start to leave because you live at a higher consciousness that is him. And so the lower pulls don't even, can't even get to you anymore because you're not there anymore. You're of a higher I'll just say the word, even though it may sound new agey. I don't care. I'm not going to let them steal stuff that's in Scripture. It's a higher energy and a higher frequency. That's why you overcome evil, a lower frequency, by good that's a greater frequency. Okay? Right. So somebody's trying to, um, what's the verse says, gentle answer turns away wrath. Have you ever tried that? Not to manipulate people, because the lower frequency of anger, when good's brought in, that Greater frequency overcomes it, especially yeah. when it's the goodness of Yahweh. Yeah. So it's the same temptation that was in the garden. That's just what I thought. The same temptation that Yeshua Good. faced, it's the same temptation that we're faced with. You have to do this to be like him. Yeah. Good luck. Say out loud, that doesn't make sense. I can't be like God. God has to be like God through me. So God, do it. Whatever yeah. you got to do, do it. Yeah, I just want to encourage you, as this process is taking place, don't allow shame and condemnation. He bore shame on the tree for you. Because when you, as you draw nigh to him and his life, and <laughs> wow, Lord, give me words. As our true nature begins to shine things will manifest as the closer we get to him in our understanding we're one with him so don't get distracted don't get twisted on what I'm saying the more his spirit manifests through us the more old thinking might manifest and don't allow that to get you into condemnation and think that you've messed up or you're going the wrong way. In other words, just get rid of it. Go, oh, man, that's stinking thinking. And it's not going to control who I am. This thing, this, this anger or frustration or whatever that's manifesting, I know something needs to be dealt with and I can't ignore it. I'm just going to, I died to that. So I'm going to live to the reality that I'm one with him. Because I, I feel that in my life, when things like that begin to, flesh out, then I'll allow condemnation to come in and go, oh man, I hope they don't look at me differently, or I hope, 
God knows. <laughs> he knows the end from the beginning. So you processing the mess that you've believed or walked in does not startle him. So don't let it shake you, if that makes sense. And I don't know, this is totally off, and I'm done after this, I think. I don't know if anybody in here writes music, writes songs. Um, I know Brianna has a little bit, I think. Um, you do? Yeah. yeah. I, I believe what I'm sensing is that out of this body of believers, the Lord's wanting to, see, I don't, man, it's just easy to get religious, even when we do prophetic stuff, so I'm just, <laughs> and part of that stuff I got to die to, too, because it's, um, I believe songs of oneness with him, songs declaring who we really are already in him, are supposed to be, um, released through this body. And I believe there are people in here that God has put the desire on your heart to write songs. Tyler, I even sense it for you. Especially like rhythm too. When you're up there playing the guitar, Jesse leaned over, he's like, I like that. And then the guy in the bass, is, is his name Mark? Mark. What a great name. <laughs> what a great name. I don't know name. where he is, but I like that guy a lot. I leaned over to Jesse, I like him. Because there's, there, there's a frequency that's supposed to come out of these things. And what's going to happen is the sound is going to start vibrating over us as a body, and it's going to start transforming us without us trying, because the Spirit of God's in it. See, when we sing in the Spirit, okay, there was a word given a couple weeks ago, we just need to sing in the Spirit, we automatically go to tongues. That's not necessarily what that means. You can sing a rhythm in the Spirit, which um, Katie was doing it in the back. Katie was letting out a sound that was not tongues, and it was the Spirit. The Spirit doesn't mean it has to be in tongues. I could sing a song from my spirit right now. I've, you guys know the song All of Me by, um, help me out here, Legend, John Legend. I sang that song in my car once to the Lord from the spirit, and I started weeping. See how unreligious he is? He's br oh, Lord, I can't sing that song. <laughs> Holy Spirit, you can't sing that song through me. That's John Legend. Then I was singing it to the Lord, and I started weeping. Now, I'm not saying that we sing John Legend songs up here, although maybe we do to break the... <laughs> To the Lord. Man, you ever listen to some of the love songs that have been written? Yeah. Not where it gets, you know, a little weird, but you know what I'm saying. Sing those things to the Lord sometime. And all of a sudden, your awareness will start be that he's actually real. And it's outside of here. And then when we come in here, it's more real. Because it, just to be honest, if you never sing in tongues and you tried to that day, it felt weird. And I'll just be honest, I felt it in the room. It felt weird because it's just not a thing that everybody does all the time. And that's Okay. I'm just saying. We try to do things here that we don't always do, and it just Come off. off. Yeah. That makes sense? But I, I do feel like I was supposed to release that just now over this body, that there are people in here, that need, that, and it's, not, it's the Holy Spirit's going to do it through you. He may even give you stuff in a dream. Start writing it down. Tyler, start playing and get rhythms going and, and get with people that are writing stuff. And the Lord's going to give us songs to this body. Yeah. that are going to be released. I'm not saying it's going to go international, but who cares? Maybe it will. That's not what it's about. Yeah. Because have you ever noticed you can remember songs? Like I learned songs in eighth grade about um, verbs, and I, can, I could recite it to you right now because it was to a song. Like my daughter loved Barney, and I Come remember on. the Barney songs. Come on. It's not fun. Come on. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Ice creamy, happy. ice creamy, cold and sweet. Remember that one, Callie? Yeah, she loved Barney. <laughs> I would tell Jess, I don't, we're going to have to get, I can't handle the Barney stuff. But it was in, then I would start singing it later. It just came out of me. Yeah. So I, I just, I bless this body with that. Amen. Tyler, I really, I really feel pulled towards you with this. Uh, I don't, I should know your name, but I, is it? Jen. Jen? I was going to say like Janet. Jen. Jen. And Brianna, which you guys are like forming a triangle right now. I mean, I'm not saying that, it, I'm just, no pressure on you guys, but I just feel that. Um, because we need songs that don't teach separation. Because separation, what's already here, and that's what keeps us, and it's not even a reality. We need songs that don't sing about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but sing from the tree of life. That's good.
Okay, we need to sing songs that agree with what Yeshua actually taught and said. We need to agree with songs that agree with actual truth. And as our hearts are engaged with that, it's going to be incredible what Yahweh does. Our con- we'll leave different, not trying to be different, not trying to press in. Yeah. So Lord, I just, any of that that was not of you, let it go. There is no pressure on anybody to have to write songs. That's not what's being said. Come on. But what's being released is who they really are to manifest these songs. Yeah. Songs of true freedom. Songs of oneness with you. We love you. Lord, I love your people. I just see light in them. So Holy Spirit, have your way. We can't make it happen. But I entrust these words to you that there'd be substance on them and that it would grip people's hearts. Not out of a striving at all. I break that if there is any of that. Yeah. Mm. I love you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. I'm going to jump on there. Hold on. Father, thank you for uh, truth. Thank you for your scriptures. And thank you for Jesus, the, the living word of God. Lord, I pray over our body, even as Paul prayed, uh, that the eyes of our understanding, that our heart be enlightened, awakened, that we would know what is the hope, not what we're trying to get. Everything that Paul prayed in that prayer was for that we would uh, understand and, and recognize what's in us, not what we're asking for. So, Lord, I, I pray that same thing, that from that understanding of right relationship with you, the result is right relationship with one another in a world where that is uh, pretty much the opposite of what we're seeing right now. There's so much tension and division. God, as we understand what it is, uh, well, we just look to you. Thank you for the reality that we have in Christ, and that we live from that place and manifest that same life here on the earth in our personal relationships, God. So thank you again for our time. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this body. We just speak life over this body and a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name, amen.